Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We are on uh, Season 4, Episode 12, I believe. Dang. We're cranking out episodes every week through the ice season down here in the Short Rod Show studios. It's, it's pretty crazy to think we've been doing this for 12 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. 12 weeks flies by, right? We talk, yep. covered a lot of topics, talked on a lot of different things, had a lot of fun, and there's still some more time It left amazes me season. that we can even come up with stuff to talk about for 12 weeks. I know. And every week we, we're like, ah, what do we want to talk about? And then we come down here and brainstorm a little bit. It flows like, pretty easy. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. a lot of stuff to cover. Especially once the season starts. Once, like once we have ice to fish with. Absolutely. Pretty yep. cool stuff. So, yeah, we're down here at the pool table having a good old time, snowing like crazy outside. Oh, my gosh. Like on my way here. There yeah. were times, so there's there's not many people on the road right now, obviously. So on my way here, like there were times I couldn't, I didn't know where exactly the road and the shoulder met. Oh, it was a little sketch sometimes. Yeah. And we're in town, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like slick or anything yet. Yeah, but that's good. I'm yeah. I'm glad it didn't freeze underneath so far yet. Yeah, it's only it's it like will. right at 32, 33 degrees, but with the snow on top, it won't be too bad yeah. now. It's it's gonna take a nosedive here, which should help rebuild a little bit of the ice. Yeah, it'll. It, I'm concerned about the the conditions we've had leading up to today, which has been fairly warm, kind of ponding. There's going to be some spot. There's some spots that I would not. I'd prefer to know about and not walk on. Yeah. Uh, where now I'm afraid we're going to get six inches of snow on it, and yeah, we'll get more ice and it'll build. But yeah. for the for the immediate future, like the next couple of days, you won't be able to see where those spots are that you would prefer to walk around. Yep. Yeah, and that's what you want to watch. Watch out for for sure, especially some of our city ponds. Yeah, where we'd gotten some rain, and they really are responsive to temperature fluctuations and get stuff. some warm water flowing in, warm salty water, like you yeah, said. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Well, what are we talking about today, Brett? What's on the uh, Obviously, we're talking about ice fishing. Uh, got out on a, uh, I'd call it a lake. It, it, it's right at the edge of a pond, a large pond or a small large lake. Pond, small lake. Yep. Uh, yep. Got out. When was that? Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. There you go. God bless Dr. King. Yeah, I've I've been lucky enough my whole career so far to work for employers that I have Martin Luther King Day off. And it it works out so beautifully. Like, you know, you have all the holiday stuff and you're off for all that stuff. But, like, no one else seems to have MLK off. (laughs) No. So it's nice that I I send the kids to daycare. My wife still has to go to work. Then I just have a me day to go do. and, And it's been ice fishing. Uh, really, we had kind of an outdoor whole weekend. Yeah. Because we got out, you and I got out yep. with the boys on Saturday. Yep. Local pond here just caught. Good, good like, times. We need to utilize that pond more for open water yep. to catch bait, to go catch big fish on the river. Because it is a perfect, like, three to four inch bluegill size. Every drop. Perfect. It's perfect for small kids on ice. Like, there's never been more excitement. Fantastic action. And it's perfect bait, bait pond. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that 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 is a great spot, and just being out there is a little chilly in the morning, but not too bad. It was the manageable. wind was worse. Yeah, and didn't take the shelter, which I probably could have. But yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, you only it got was, an hour with a kid, yeah. anyways. And uh, yeah, we had a good old time. Even put the tip up down with the minnow, just nice for fun. Son kept checking it. He's like, I want to check yeah. the flag, and then he'd go trip the flag, of course, because <laughs> at least the he didn't trip part. over the flag. Yeah, no, he's good. Stayed out of the lake. Um, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. We showed up. Thomas caught a little blue reel, did a whole bluegill by himself after you guys left when he was able to, like, 
with you guys there, he gets a little distracted yeah. seeing what Henry's doing and all this stuff. But once you guys left, he was able to kind of focus a little bit more and yep. reeled in a whole bluegill by himself and he took it home to show mom. Good deal. Yeah. Can't beat that. Still sitting in my garage on my awesome. Frisbee. Then you did a little uh, shed hunting on Sunday. Sunday we went shed hunting. I mean, we live in Iowa. I've gotten way more into deer hunting the last couple of years. Yep. So it was a, like a beautiful 45 oh, degree yeah. day. And we weren't going, I mean, we could have went ice fishing, I guess, but it was too nice of a day for him to have to be all bundled up ice fishing. So. Went for a shed hunt. Saw some deer. Saw two turkeys, a squirrel. Then we had the, there's a, so where I like to go, there's a house down there by, it's like a dead end road to public ground. And there's a house down there Mm -hmm. with a, with a dog. Super friendly dog. Name's Willow. Uh, (laughs) It followed us around the whole way while we were out there. Oh, cool. Super fun. But yeah. That's good. Yeah. My son and I went to walk along the beach a little bit, throw some rocks. Sailorville? Yeah. Sailorville. Nice. Not in a place where people fish, uh, ice fish at least. So that's good. We yeah. weren't weren't doing that. Um, but yeah, messed around. It's there a rocky a bit. shore. Like there's yeah. rocks out yeah. there anyway. So had it's a good not time. Like... And then uh, I was like, ah, we'll go check the other lake and see what's going on. Pile of people out there. So we I'm a bit to... concerned about my yeah. aspirations to fish Sailorville this year. Uh, did you see the water level forecast? No, it's shooting up like crazy, like two or three. So it's going to come up. So it might. Yeah flood over the top of the ice yeah it's Dang. it's it's done well maybe we'll see we'll see we'll see, a lot says. can happen in february oh yeah absolutely it can still get bone chilling and yep thick it up back and go, up but yeah but yeah then, wait till next year so yeah we'll talk about your outing on on monday because i want to get the details yep. on that and then uh, we had our uh, diesel heater remix throwback episode from last season uh last week and yep. i want to give some updates on how the diesel how, how the diesel heaters performing so far yep. uh it just seems like diesel heaters are getting a ton of publicity right now well so what is up with the, oh, we'll get into it a little no, bit oh my later, gosh we saved my it. question i get, i do have a question i want to i want to say it now before i forget and then we can talk about it later okay. but why are di- why diesel heaters now like were they just not a thing back then what happened what's going on i got, a, going on I got a good answer so, for you Coming we'll get up, into that when we talk about the diesel heater part. The short rod show. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a commercial anymore. Yeah, there you go. Our merch sales have, have shown that we don't oh, commercialize yeah, it anymore. If you guys are looking for short rod show merch, check out our Facebook page. Yes. Click on the link. The printing is much better yep. quality than it was last year. So talk about going out on Monday. So yep. why did you decide on this? Well, we're definitely not going to say the body of water because no, if I not. do, it's going to get out fish like freaking crazy because it's not very big. Uh you know, I've fished it in the past. It's a ton of fun to fish. A lot of structure. Um, nice size bluegills in there. You can get into some crappies every so often, but primarily you're there for bluegills and catfish. Mm-hmm. And I initially went there. I was like, I know the catfish spot. Yep. I've seen people. I've I, I've never pulled one out, but I've seen people where they pull them out. I know where the holes are at. We're going to go out there and try to catch some cats. Uh, and I knew backup plan was to go catch some nice bluegills. Yep. And it was raining monday morning oh yeah yep, yep. Uh, so i was like wow you know what <laughs> my mindset was you know what you don't buy i buy the gear we're gonna use it i buy the waterproof why buy absolutely the waterproof gear if i'm not gonna use it so i was like piss on it drop the kids off while in the rain at daycare and i went head I'd, north i'd love to hear about your bibs as well during this part coming up they've been excellent but got to the lake had just quit raining okay perfect uh a lot of water on top. Yeah. Uh, the edge was a little bit busted up, like the very edge edge of the shoreline. Did, you, did but, it have a bunch of water running down from the parking lot? No. Down the ramp? I mean, off the ramp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
That's that usually it. a spot where it's kind of sketchy. I mean, I walked right over the ramp. Good. It wasn't a okay. big deal. And there was nine inches of ice, like good, clear, hard ice, no problems. The only problem I could see running into is like holes from the day or two before had gotten a little bit bigger. They weren't refreezing, that sort of thing. Yeah. That, and I almost did walk. There was like a group of holes I did almost walk into a handful of them. <laughs> Eight-inch holes, not 12-inch holes. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Go. and I was thinking about where I was going. I was watching. I was looking at the point that I wanted to go fish. Yep. And I wasn't watching exactly where I was walking. And, yep. But I, I avoided disaster. Yep. That's good. But there's a spot. So there's a little bit of standing timber in this pond or in this lake. Uh, and I know there's a spot where there's a little bit of a hole. Where it, it, the standing timber generally, most of that area is like 12 to 13 foot deep. Yep. And there's this little hole that drops down to like 17 or 18 foot. And I mean, a little hole like the size of this pool table, little hole. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, that, I knew that's where the catfish hang out. Uh, I knew not, pers- I didn't have a pinpoint pin on where that hole was, but I knew a very tight area where that hole was going to be at. So got the panoptics out, scanned around, knew right where the hole was at. Uh, there were fish there. Yep. I just could not get them to bite. I got Ooh. one bite. I take Ooh. that back. I got one bite. Uh, and I said it too quick. Like I'd been fishing for probably 20 minutes and I hadn't got a bite yet. And you know, like with the schoolie, it's very, that, that spring bobber is very sensitive. And the second I saw it move, I set the hook and I, I knew right. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have done that. Cause yep. especially with catfish, once they nibble on, it's just on that sandpaper mouth of theirs and you just pull the hook right back out. You got to give them like a second or two to kind of get it in. Yep. Um, especially when I was fishing with, started out fishing with a frosty spoon, uh, orange. Cause we just had for That's some, whatever reason, on, I feel like this whole season. Yeah. We've had good luck with it. <laughs> for whatever reason. We've had real good <laughs> luck with it. I'm not, I don't know spoon. that I've ever fished with it prior no, to that. No. But this year that orange has been really good. And it's a pretty big spoon. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd say, uh, I don't know what the weight of it is, but I bet it's, I don't know, probably three quarters eight. of an inch yeah, long. Eight, eighth ounce probably. Yep. Orange. I think it's orange on both sides. It's been a great, great orange has this been year. a good color this year. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Which Usually, blue and purples are my go. I wonder if it's a good color just because we're fishing with it because we don't normally use orange. I would say maybe a little bit. Maybe the water's a little dirty, okay. dirtier than yep. what it has been in the past, and not stained. Like I want to make a clear distinction. There's a distinction. There's a difference between dirty water and stained water. Oh, like stained water is like tea. Okay. Where dirty water's like sediments all over the place, moving okay. around that sort of. Because we've had a lot of rain and yep. a lot of water moving around in and out, and yep. it's like stirred up crud yep. in the water. Uh, so I think that orange has helped a lot with that. Where stained makes it is a. I want to make. There's a clear distinction because stained water you don't have particles still impairing the vision yep. of the fish, and so like darker colors are good in stained water. You know what I was just thinking of um, a guy at work. Shout out to. Uh, to Larry on this one was talking about the color selector that was back in the eighties. It's a little tool that you use and you drop something down in the water and it bounces light off the water and tells you what color you should fish. Huh? Never heard of it. What color lure you should use. Never heard of it. So yeah, the color selector, it's got C in the name. I'll have to look that up. Maybe we should get one for the old school. They're like $20. They're cheap. The old school fishing battle. Yes. The color selector. They still sell them. No. Oh, you no, gotta no, buy them no. on like eBay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I looked it on eBay, looked them up, and it was like fifteen bucks. Dang. Um, yeah, and it runs on batteries and everything. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't really know how it works, but supposedly it's based on research of what colors show up the best in different 
tones of water. So you got your stained water, mm-hmm. at, you know, and then your dirty water, and you got all different clear in water between. between and all that. Yeah. And I think it also takes into effect the light of that day. light penetration, like yep. how much light you're getting through, and you're getting max light right now. Like there's no snow or nothing. Exactly. It's just clear, yep. clean ice. Yep. So you're getting max. So anyway, shout out for the uh, color selector. All right. Yeah. But maybe that's why we're using dirty water and oranges, like I said, shows Might be. up a little better. So what'd you switch to after the spoon? After the spoon, I went to the Cadis. There you go. Uh, and I could see they liked the Cadis more, but they still weren't willing to bite it. They'd come up and look at it, weren't willing to bite it. So I was like, all right, well, okay. now what are we going to So now I'm thinking, so I've done two vertical baits, so now we're going to try horizontal bait. So I went completely the other direction and went with a uh, five mil, I think it's six mil even, uh, Google Eye jig, Acme Google Eye, Google Eye jig. Acme, so yeah. Gold with the Magnum white noogie on the back. <laughs> like, I just went completely opposite. Like, well, we're just going to go aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and they still came up and looked at it. Like, they oh, flew yeah. up to look at it. Well, that rattle chain. But then they there. turned off. Yeah, that's loud. So that gave me a couple bits of information. So now I know, like, with the small Cadis, they'd come up and just stare at it and wouldn't swim off. They'd just stare at it. They wouldn't bite it. Yep. And I, I would hold it dead still. I'd jig it. I did everything I could think of. I'd put new bait on it, whatever. Didn't make any difference. But then I'd go to this horizontal bait and they'd fly up to look at it and then they'd fly off to get out of there so that that gave me two bits of information that they like they like something about both of those this is what i knew right yep. there. like you need a little hybrid action they liked either the horizontal presentation or the aggressiveness of the of the jig of the acme jig yep. or they liked the hor or the vertical presentation or the smallness of the cadis one of the two where's yep. my mindset but of course, I'm just so stuck. I, I ran into the problem of I didn't want to tie on another jig there for a while. Like probably for like 45 minutes. I was like, if they're not biting the cadis, what the hell? They're not going to bite anything. You know, I've ran into that a few Absolutely. times mentally yep. as you're fishing. Because I was in fish all day. Like there's fish coming and going. And I would, I got out there about nine o'clock. I probably didn't have my first fish on the ice until 11. Oh, geez. And I was like, what the No one. I was wondering why he didn't text me very much. I was, oh, like, I was getting Ooh. pissed. Hopefully he's saving up some photos and i mean i did the dead stick i did jigging i did everything i could think of but i just i wasn't tying on another jig i was just like oh if they're not biting these things what are they gonna do no it's easy to get in that rut and just not but then finally change so i did that i was in the trees and then you sent me a point uh where you'd fish earlier in the month so that was all up in that hole and then you went to the trees I, i was fishing the catfish hole and they were definitely catfish that I was yeah. I was in, but they just weren't biting. So I was like, all right, well, we'll keep moving. Maybe I'll just go find active fish yep. if they're not biting my jigs. So I went into the trees, still the same story, went out uh, to the pallets. Uh, that point you had yep. sent me, same exact story. Well, I take that back. I did get a few bites over in the pallets with, on the Cadis. Yep. Uh, but I was like, this still isn't, this isn't it. Like, these fish are coming in, and they're just not biting. Something's going on here still. See, and I should have told you horizontal was what was the key i didn't yeah. even switch from that well thanks for ruining my lead up you never here, asked ben i was leading up to the horizontal thing. oh well you already use horizontal in well i was leading up jig. to where i was going <laughs> but anyways <laughs> uh still doing all that and so yeah eventually I, I i cut those off and i went uh the droplet by widowmaker so what that is if you if you if you're familiar with it uh it's kind of like your regular horizontal presentation, like jig, but they kind of like pulled back some of that lead to go back on the hook yep. shaft a little bit. 
but so it's, it's not like a big it's not like a big ball on the yeah. end it's kind of pulled back a little bit it's, it's a little bit elongated though, right? yeah it's tungsten I yeah think. yeah yeah can you hand me the catalog purple. again i want to i want to refresh my memory on it cracker eyes purple i don't know that that made any difference but uh that was the first key and it was a little one i don't remember what size it is but it was the littlest size that i had uh, so that would be a number 12 okay number 12 number 12 hook and what I, what I found was, so initially, you know, and it's always been my go-to is just Ooh. put a glob of waxworms. Two waxworms are the standard every time. Pop them, send them down. And they didn't really, they would come up and bite it. Like, oh, well, I take that back. When I first sent it down, it was boom, boom, boom. Bluegill, 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 bluegill. It was like the just such an aha, dumb moment. Like, finally switch baits, and now I'm just pounding them. Like, I, I probably caught like six bluegills, nice bluegills, six to eight, eight and a half inch gills like within 15 minutes like i'd been struggling for two hours and i changed to one bait and all of a sudden they're pounding them uh but what i found was they didn't like a big glob of wax wax worm on there they just wanted one wax worm threaded on to the hook not like crosswise or globbed on there Mm -hmm. threaded on so you still get a little back dangling off the back of it and not popped well they would eat it if it was popped but i could definitely tell they would more, they were more likely to come up and hammer it if I didn't pop it and just left it a whole waxy on there. Uh, yep. And after that, it was a sleigh fest. That's awesome. Like, See that, And I had to leave at 1 o'clock, so I had like an hour and a half of sleigh fest. It's such a cool-looking profile when you when you look at it compared to what, what else is out there. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it, like I said, it's a hybrid dropper jig slash kind of the Cadis look. Yeah, they just kind of pulled some of that tungsten back to go up on the hook. It says in the catalog, can be fished with plastics and slide the plastics right over the tungsten collar. Yeah. Which form a compression fit to keep them in place. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried to slide the waxy up on there. You get some more of those babies. Uh, Yeah. Roof of the mouth every time. Yep. And you could tell right away. Like, you could call it when you saw them come up. You're like, yep, they're coming. Then the second thing I thought was interesting when I was fishing that piece. So this was like a, it had to have been like a, like a pallet pile or something mm-hmm. or like a, a crib. It wasn't a brush pile. That was the point where we were at. Yeah. That you'd where, send or where me. I sent you. Yeah. Cause it's got, there's defined edges. It's not yeah. like a big pile. Depends on where you go though. Cause it was, there's kind brush piles by there. Okay. So I, we might've been on a brush pile earlier and then, but the interesting part is the they preferred the bigger ones. I would pull them out of the top. Like I'd fish over the top of the pile and pull oh, the bigger okay. ones up. They weren't coming in. The bigger ones were not coming in from the side. I tried to fish the edge of it, and anything that would come out off the edge were small. The biggest ones I caught and the keepers that I kept were coming out of the top, which is not usually the case. That's interesting. I thought that was pretty. And the only reason I got on that is because there were already some holes drilled in that area, and I just threw my transducer down there and fished them because they were already there. There were 10-inch holes that were huge. And it's super nice with the panoptics to have a much bigger hole, and I'm not getting tangled up. Uh, but yeah, jumped on top the on top the pile, and that oh, seemed to cool. be where they're at. And caught one nice crappie, Ooh. one nice ten inch crappie. There you go. Yep. Did you eat them? Oh yeah. Well, I haven't ate them yet. They're in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Kept ten bluegills in that crappie. There you go. That's a pretty good day. Ten's for... usually my limit. Oh yeah, for an hour oh, and a yeah. half. Yeah. I caught ten keepers, and they were all. Seven and a half to eight and a half inches. Mm-hmm. I threw two big ones back. Perfect. Two big bluegills back because I was like, those ones are a little bit. Yeah. I didn't have a tape measure on yep. me, but they were definitely quite a bit bigger than the ones I was keeping. Big so was orange like, bellies on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But there's some big suckers in there's there. There's some real nice ones in there. They're not <laughs> there's not as many as there used to be, but there's still some damn nice ones in there. Yeah. That's cool. Well it sounds like, yeah, you really got the the bite dialed in. Took a little bit. But. Yeah, it took some movement. Yeah. And you and I know everyone runs into that where you just kinda oh, like yeah. this is my bait. I have this tied on, I don't really feel like tying another one on, yada yep. yada yada. But I own all these jigs, just will freaking tie one on. It took 30 seconds to tie one on. If I would have done that, you know, an hour and a half ago, exactly. I would have been pounding them. Well, you take how many schoolies with you? <laughs> well, one was broken. One, one must so, I hadn't taken it out all year, and it was the tip was broken. I must have broke it last year. The spring bobber tip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, you can get a replacement one of those. Well, I got another schoolie yet. I can swap it out we'll with. have to pull the one off the wall and grab the Yeah, maybe I will pull it. that one off, and if I can do that. There you but, go. Yeah. That's That's pretty sweet. Well, good. Glad it was a successful trip. Oh, yeah. Talked with a bunch of locals. Out. Quite a few folks stopped by wondering what the hell I was doing while it was raining. Because uh, <laughs> I was packing up. I was just getting ready to get out, and I was kind of taking my time because it was a little bit sprinkling and raining yet, and a couple of boys stopped by and chit-chat. And they, were, they were thinking about coming out that afternoon, but I never saw them. There, the that lake, you get so many locals just scoping well, out. Well, it's right out of town, yeah. It's I right know, but like town. everybody's... How's the bite? We're you know how deep are you out there? What are you what are you catching? We're all fishing Everything. the same spot here, bro. Yeah, you can you know where the community yep. spots are because they're just drilled all the shit. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think it gets a fair amount of pressure, but I should have went back. Looking back, I should have went back over to the catfish hole and tried that one more time before I left. Yeah, but yeah. At that point, I was a don't leave fish to find fish mode. Nope. Because there's no guarantee that the cats would want anything to do with your droplet either. Nope. But more than we can always go back fish yep try it again yep oh yeah definitely we'll be going back to that place pretty cool awesome well um do you want to talk about what do you want to talk about next? oh these b woods the jigs quick and then we'll then we'll get into the the diesel heater yeah so um Saki fishing we had him on um over christmas yeah over christmas a few episodes ago um and he kept talking about these b wood custom spoons and he gets a, gets a small order from time to time, and he'll release it on his website and give you a heads up. Like, I mean, hey, technically they're a spoon, but like... I don't know what... That profile is not what I would consider. No. I would consider it like a chandelier jig. There you go. Does yeah. that? Do you know what that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like it's just a big, heavy blob. Yep. It's not like a slender thing that flutters in... Yep. This thing just will not flutter in the water. No. You're just there for the color yep. scheme with the spoon so part. So the last time he got some, I didn't. I wasn't able to get any. I didn't order in time, so they're sold out. And then this time, I just happened to look at my phone. And was like, "Hey, they're going on sale at three o'clock or whatever." Yeah, I'm like sweet. So I went on there, uh, got a few different ones to check out, and man, they glow like crazy. Yeah, they got a real glow. That on is them. sweet. Um, but yeah, check them out. If they're gonna, inter- they're definitely like a crop. They're definitely geared. The yep. hook on them is geared towards crappie yeah i'm i'm excited to try those out especially at night and run the glow yeah. real hard they strike me as a little bit big maybe for a bluegill yeah but or catfish maybe yeah those hooks are a little light for cats but yeah so crappie yeah, hold up. is what that sticks me is that that's what they're targeting with it's those got a little anyway. uh got a little blade on the end it's pretty cool reminiscent yeah. of the rockies of the rockies the twin B. ring yes got a little rockies twin ring uh going on there somewhat with nice. the extra split ring on there nice um yeah so those are pretty cool um but yeah so diesel heaters yeah hate them what a piece of junk the worst if you, <laughs> you go on trick your trap and just say diesel heaters suck diesel, and, just and say diesel heater three times and somebody will show up exactly. and yell at you. Uh, for some reason 
I mean, it guys are getting just crazy talking about all the different options of heaters and everybody likes different stuff. Well, people, some people just aren't quite the early adopter. No, that some others are, and they they yep. they almost get pissed about it. Yep, they're like, oh my my buddy heaters lasting me through through yep. the depression. Yep. you know that sort of shit. And so that's that's what I don't understand on buddy heaters because I've I've broken a buddy heater. Oh yeah, um, and then I've people also constantly s- have problems with them getting lit. Yep. and staying lit. And, and I've seen people um, talk about literally had mine for twenty five years, bouncing in the back of my sled yeah. across Lake of the Woods. Just Never lucky. had an issue. Just lucky. Like, okay. That's that's another one's oh, I just pulled her out of the box and it was on fire. Yep. You know? <laughs> exactly. Uh the problem with the buddy heaters that I see is is the ceramic elements. Uh, they're yeah. a little fragile. They're set in kind of a little suspension kind of setup to keep them from vibrating and cracking. Yeah. But yeah, if you crack a if you're ceramic, hard on your equipment. Yeah. It's gonna it's it is what it is. The problem with that is you're generally not gonna find it till you get out to where you wanna be. And then you don't have a heat. Yeah, but that's with anything. So, diesel heater's not. Um, uh, no, you know it'll do that too. No, absolutely. They're the <laughs> the only like I guess reliable option would probably. Well, let's be, get back to my initial question first. Okay. Why diesel heaters right now? Like it doesn't seem like that's new technology. It is not new technology. That's. But why is it like all of a sudden the last two or three years? Yep. It's exploded in the ice fishing realm. So five years ago. There was, there's no, nobody is doing diesel heaters besides like legit people camping, RVing, uh, semi trucks, trucking companies, that kind of stuff. Uh, because there's only two companies that made them. Oh, okay. And they were kind of expensive. Very expensive. Okay. Uh, they still make those, the, the trucking companies, the the professional RVers. If if you were going to like, you know, actually trust your vacation your on, a, on a diesel heater or your life or whatever you would not be running a chinese diesel heater you'd be running one from the big two these two companies what are those do you know uh s-bar is one that the, these are american made nope oh made in germany oh okay webasto is the other one webasto that's a german name yep yep so those two they're eight seven eight hundred dollars plus yeah for 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 air style heater and then they yeah they get more expensive from there as you get into different styles but the patent ran out on their design and so uh you have all these chinese knockoffs that started flooding the market mm. and it's the race to the bottom of who can make the, the cheapest race to the bottom you know diesel heater which they're 100 and 110 bucks to yeah. 189 so bucks. you know it at maximum it costs them what 50 bucks to make that stuff. Not even. Probably, I was going to say like 20 or 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, their margin's still really good. Their parts are okay. Like, that. that's the other part of it, too. It's at a price point where if it were to fail, you just buy another one. Yeah, you're not going to. You're, you're not going to be like, oh, that's a piece of junk. You're yep. going to be like, oh, it worked for a while. You know, not not such a big deal. Yep. So that that's why they're more popular now because it is an option. Um, that a little you can bit use. more competitive price. Yeah. The other thing I think that helped that was the lithium batteries, where you can get a oh, keep it decent amp hour capacity lithium that doesn't weigh. I'd say that's the downfall. Seventy pounds, like pulling out of your boat. Well, we're like the buddy. I don't need power. Yeah. I still need fuel, mm-hmm. but I don't need to bring worry about a battery as well. Where yep. That's I guess that's the the difference. Yep. Absolutely. For me, anyways, is with this you need power so yeah a lot of guys are on there saying diesel heaters are super heavy well it it depends okay 
there's diesel heaters that come with a five gallon fuel tank. Yeah, yeah you fill up five gallon. By the time you got five gallons of diesel fuel, your battery and your heater, yeah, it weighs as much as a buddy with a twenty pound propane tank. Yeah, yeah, almost. Um, but that'll last you longer than that twenty pound propane tank. Yeah. That'll last you freaking the whole yeah. winter. Yes. Um, but with that, you can do a real lightweight setup. That's, I guess that's what I was looking for Yep. when I got mine set up. It's a two kilowatt, which already right off the bat makes it small. Yep. It's the smallest physical size you can have. And it's not one of those all in ones. A lot of people do all in ones. Well, I could see where the value of the all in one is. Cause then you don't, have, if you're not like, you don't have yes. time to put it together. You don't want to have to think about it or worry about it. I could see the value of but that. But the all in ones work good for the hub guys, right? Yeah. Cause you can just pipe in run your vent, whatever, and pipe in some hot air. But um, for the flip guys and the hard side house guys, it's really nice just to hard mount that thing. Well, and where you hard mounted it, it's kind of in no man's land anyways. Like on the, totally the upward curve, the, that curve of your sled is unused space, like basically. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of, that's yep. perfect spot to have that in your, in your batteries mounted up. Yep. Um, yeah, so that's what I was going for there. I knew I could run it off dewalt batteries step down with the right voltage yep um so i think that's another thing that's power people wheels off converter yep. is the thought of the step down and having to worry about voltage and stuff yeah i mean just because that's not that's just not in some people's wheelhouse yep um but yeah so i put it in last season um early in the season i don't know end of december i think yeah and ran it all last year i probably only ran two a gallon summer? and a half two gallons of fuel through it maybe how many hours would you say you ran it a lot it, it's got some hours probably i don't know maybe 160 60? no not that much oh. i was gonna say 60 or 75 hours at least okay. of just different modes of running i mean i know when we were up over on the we ran it the hell out of the Mississippi. we ran it hard. but that was the problem that was the time we ran into a problem with it the fuel filter gelled up a little bit yep yep the fuel pump but it was cold, 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 yeah. cold. It was, we were in the, well into the negatives yep. that weekend. So that was, I was running straight number two and putting some additive in it, which was not enough. So that's where this year I just went straight to Fleet Farm, pumped yep. five gallons of kerosene into my can. So you did do the kerosene. Straight, which nice. is straight comparable to straight number one diesel. Yeah. Uh, which won't gel unless it's 60 below. Plus. So what was, what was the, uh, what was the remedy to the, to the gelled up fuel filter. Oh, put a hand warmer. A hand warm, hot hand. Put a yeah, hot hand warmer around the zip uh, tied a hot hand on it or rubber band a hot hand on it. Let it sit for I don't know five ten minutes. Yeah, it wasn't, it long. wasn't long. No, it was ready. And to roll. Uh, then fired right up. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So that that works out pretty well. I've been really impressed with it. It's it's uh, the cheapest one I could find on eBay. So yep. it was literally I sent it to uh, one of our listeners the link uh, to a comparable one, but. It was hundred. I looked at my eBay receipt. It was one hundred and nine dollars. Yeah, shipped. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't beat that. And yeah, the other the other piece of that. So you t- you listen to guys talk about the carbon carbon monoxide and just having stuff burning in your shelter and all this. Yep. You know the vented versus the non vented. And once once you understand how it works, it makes more sense. Yep. To have something vented, but. Yeah, a, a propane heater is fine too. You yeah, know, it's not, I don't. It depends on what you want to do. I like it in yours. It's a nice clean heat. Yeah. Where yeah, you don't have the fumes. You don't have any of that stuff. You're just hanging out. The only thing you know, the noise. 
the tick of the fuel pump is way louder than the diesel yeah. part, than the burning. Than the actual fan. Than the actual blowing, fan. Yeah. yeah, all you hear yeah. is like, people are like, oh, that diesel's loud. No, you're not hearing any of that. You're just hearing a fan. Depends blow. on how you mount the fuel pump. Because I, I struggled with that at first, where I had it I had it hard mounted. If you actually hard mount it to something, it just then it's gonna vibrate through your sled. And that's what that's what was really yep. loud at first. And then now I isolated it a little bit and left it kind of loose. So I like tied up the fuel lines on either end and yeah. let it kind of move around in in between. It's way quieter. Yeah. If if you just hold it, you can you can't hear it at all. And now it's it's pretty quiet. What about smell? People are real worried about the smell. Stinky old diesel. I don't notice anything either. The other thing, I'm really used to diesel stuff, so (laughs) maybe I'm I'm desensitized, but I don't don't notice notice it. I don't notice any, like, diesel smell. Like, it's not like it's radiating around the shelter. I bet if if we filled the tank, I don't know, halfway full even, we could get an entire weekend, no problem. Yeah. And not have to refuel it out on the ice, you know, in the wind, whatever. What a 20-pound propane tank right now I saw... At come and go was twenty five bucks yep. for a refill. Yep, twenty five bucks worth of diesel would get you a hell of a long time. Absolutely, yeah, it uses almost nothing. It would get you longer. I, we should test it. We should my rosebud versus your diesel. <clears throat> Ooh, how we long can do would twenty five bucks Except get us? Because that'd be the <clears throat> that'd be the comparable yeah. thing. Would just be dollars. Yep. Like twenty five dollars of the propane, twenty five dollars of the. Uh, maybe we'll back that down to like five dollars each, because otherwise we're going to be murdered <clears throat> we'll be both there for for ever. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so <clears throat> that's been really cool. Uh, yeah, I I love that thing. Um, it's definitely the the more for the geeky like nerdy guys. And I like the remote solution, the remote in the temperature, because you just set it to a temp that you want in the shelter, mm-hmm. and it runs in. Because, like, with mine, my rosebud or Mr. Or oh, yeah. Buddy Heaters or whatever, it just gets hotter and piss in there, and you're, like... Opening the windows. There's water everywhere because everything's melting, <clears throat> yes. and you got moisture, yep. and you're taking your clothes off and everything. Where here, you just set it to, like, well, I'm dressed. I don't want to super melt the snow yeah. and all that stuff. Set it to, like, 60, 20, 20 degrees Celsius. The problem is it's all in Celsius. Well, that's whatever. Still, I'm learning Do Celsius a lot better now. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. And it's great. Yep. Like you're not dealing with all the water. You're not dealing with anything. Yep. Um, the the piece that for me was a big deal that no one really talks about either. You have the vented stuff and okay, and carbon monoxide and all that jazz. Um, the advantage for the diesel heater for me would be when kids are running around in the shelter. Yeah, you don't have. There a is nothing that they can you know stick their hand in, face in, whatever that's going to burn them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for it's, sure. My son will stick, run his head up right next to the outlet yeah. and be like, oh, that's hot. You know, but it's not going to burn him. It's, no. It's the only thing that's going to burn him is outside point. if you grab the yep. exhaust, I guess. Which I don't even have the exhaust routed anywhere. No, it's just kind of... It's literally flush right with the sled, blown yeah. out with some insulation around Oh, it. is that the intake that sticks yeah. up? Yeah, oh, yep, that's okay. the intake. Yep. Gotcha. So I ran the intake far Your away. Your intake uh, hose a little beat up. Yeah, but, well, it's not in a great spot, but no, it's what it is. What it is. I just wanted to run it farther away from the exhaust as I could. Just, yep. So it's not pulling pulling any. Exhaust but that's back in. that's combustion intake. That's not. Yes. That's not coming into the shelter. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and you're recirculating the air. Yep. You're reheating the air that you're warming up. Yep. Yep. Oh man, yeah. So that that deal with kids, that's a big deal. A buddy heater, sunflower, whatever. You don't want your kid running up. Heck, tripping over something and falling on it. Yep. You know, even I could see that happening pretty pretty quick. Works out real good. Yep. So yeah, we have 
nothing but real positive things to say about it. I could see, yeah, like I said, the power thing. Yep. I could see that being an issue or something. You know, if you've got a different situation, different set of skill sets, different knowledge, maybe the power thing's a little intimidating to you. Uh, I could see that yep. being a, a blocker. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. That just works. If you're in the market of, if you already own a buddy heater, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a diesel heater. Yep. If you already own it, just run it. Like the guy, I'm not going to go buy one right now. I even have just a, yeah, the sunflower heater that'll burn your face off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. But the other the other piece that I see people get into is wood stoves. The wood stove. Yeah, piece. yeah, yeah. That's a different crowd. That's and Canadian crowd. I feel I like don't, I think that's taken off more too. I'm really, yeah. well, I'm really I, impressed. It might be a little bit. That's the campers, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. If you're, you're gonna not, get into the wood stove, I'm gonna get another beer. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're you're not going out there setting up in a spot you think there's fish for a couple hours and getting your wood stove going. These are the guys that are, you know, they're going out to ice camp or going somewhere where they know for sure that's where they're going to catch them yeah. uh, and be out there all weekend. But the the tent kind of wood stoves that they have now, they're actually really cool. Like, I was thinking... Oh, all these collapsible ones and all that? Yeah, I was yeah, thinking like... Sweet. Shoot, they're hauling out like my grandma's wood stove that weighs, you know, 150, 200 no, no, pounds. No. These things are like aluminum or stainless one. steel. Yep. And they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. They don't hold the heat like your cast. You don't need them to. No. You know, you, you just want to build a fire, keep get the some fire heat going. quick going, and, and throw some wood and keep. The only thing that I, that I see that often in those things is that people run into a challenge is running the vent pipe out. Like the gasket, or how do you, where do you come up with something to yeah. put into your tent or. Yeah. You know how, like you mentioned, Otter has a hose port for your mm-hmm. thing. I could see the next yes, uh, hub company or whatever doing it so you can have an attachment or something you can remove or pull out where you can have a stovepipe yep. uh, yeah. holder. Or I know something. like on the Eskimo ones, you can pull, you can un-Velcro your window yep. and run something through there. Which which you nice. could do that if you had another Velcro piece that had just a stovepipe. You could just do a bend and back out yep. that wouldn't be a big deal yeah the wood stove intrigues me because then not you, here not in iowa no 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 just, no no just people getting fired up about it and i'm thinking i just want to go out there and like flip a switch and have some heat you know and not have to you gotta bring you know, some newspaper some kindling and the lighter and then you get it's more of the nostalgic chop some wood so i live in a neighborhood oh, I, my neighborhood yeah. ever all the homes still have wood Yep. fireplaces and everything and a lot of those older folks still burn a lot we don't we haven't used ours in a while because we have small kids and yeah. stuff but they still do a lot of actual wood fireplace and the neighborhood smells so good oh yeah like in the winter time i i like to go outside when it's cold because i know some a couple people are gonna have their oh, fires yeah. going have a fire just to smell just to get the smell yep. like i love it and and that's the same deal dry heat absolutely yeah that's, that's fantastic if if you haven't and been that's in the nice driest heat because it's actually pulling moisture out that, of yeah. the out of the air also yep. Yep. Yeah, just make sure you get a little ventilation going. You'll be good. A little ventilation, don't burn your shack down. And if you're, if you're, but then you can cook with it. That's yep. that's the ultimate option yep. to cook. Like this this crap where you're you're putting a little piece of metal over your buddy heater, <laughs> the buddy rack. Those yeah. don't work worth a damn. Well, you got to keep rotating your stuff because it's always really super so, hot right yeah. there, and, and it gets cooler as you go out. I melted my top of my buddy heater one time by setting something on it, and it yeah, I do remember when we were in the tournament days. We were we'd put pizza or hot dogs on oh, there yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. weren't even using a grate. Just no, and they were, you know, yeah, there. the one end of the hot dog was burning <laughs> hot, and the other side was still frozen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the best. Yeah, the wood stove. That's that's interesting to me. I'd like I'd like to get out with somebody that's got one in their in their hub or whatever, and just yeah, you know, 
to just be like walking into grandma's house. The the next along with that camping thing, the next thing that intrigues me, and if they if they can refine it a little bit better, would be like the all season hub where I can go Ooh. summertime camping with it and winter okay. ice camping and that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, I really envisioned it a little bit like because eventually. For our family, we'd like to go buy a farm and maybe move a little bit further away or whatever. But, like, my deer hunting spots and that sort of stuff yep. is to go up and – there's campsites around there. Go up and camp, do a little deer camp weekend with the, the hub, and then we can go ice camping yep. and do all that sort of stuff. And I think that'd be sweet. So what what would be uh, – what's the hang-up from camping in the summer with a hub? Uh, because there's no floor. Okay. Yeah. That's the hang-up for me. I mean, what you could do the floor, and you could make it, and I guess, and all yeah, that. Yeah, the, the foam tiles. The interlocking mean? foam tiles, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess there's not do, really do a hang-up. Do you hang think up. The, the fact that the, the hub is super insulated would make it just miserable? No, that's good. It'll keep it from getting super hot during the day. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, a regular tent is miserable as hell yeah, it is. in the middle of the yeah. sun, in the hot heat of the sun in, a, in July. Yeah. At 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you don't want to be in there. <laughs> been there yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs) oh that's funny yeah well there you go so yeah what's stopping you then throw some foam tiles in a well once kids get older so we've been and the reason i'm thinking about the tent camping and stuff is we've uh i built a tent in our living room that thomas likes to go and hang out in and we 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 slept in it the other night and stuff and he camped out in our living room you know that sort of stuff so i'm like well, maybe we can get into a little bit more camping. Because I'm into go. the tent camping. I'm not into the glamping, the camper camping. I'm just not. I'm, ne- I'm never going to buy a camper. Like, that's not me. Yeah. You know, I'm either going to go and stay in a hotel or a nice cabin, or I'll get in a tent. Nothing in between. But huh? I'm not going to spend yeah. 30 grand on a freaking camper 30 and grand do all that sort of cheap. stuff. Oh, yeah, a that's a cheap one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy a pop-up. There you go. I'm going to buy one. That's, That's what I grew up in. It was a pop-up. Oh, yeah. No absolutely. air conditioner. You yep. got to be a man about it. Yep. I just... <laughs> I'm three beers deep, and I, I distinct... And, and this a childhood <laughs> memory just came to me. So we used to go fishing down at uh, Arbila, Missouri. So it's like on the northern edge of Missouri. Okay. It's this a stocked catfish place. Like, they just stock catfish, and you go out and fish them, and oh, you okay. pay by the pound of whatever catfish you caught. And I distinctly remember it being hotter than hell one, one <laughs> summer. And walking by, and there's this... There's this dude sitting in this pop-up tent, pop-up camper, smoking a cigar. Just is that no? I think he just had his underwear on. <laughs> Probably just sitting there, just sweating his ass off. <laughs> in the old pop-up. Oh man, it was. Everybody had a pop-up. I think back in the day. There's still there a, lot a lot of people that run pop-ups. Popular. Like I see them around town all the time. Yeah, people run pop-ups, but they all have air conditioning. Oh yeah, you they're know? all people are getting out. soft these yep. days. They're not the kind of like you could pull with your car back in the day, where they weighed nothing. There's. Uh, a little, I think little, the cars just can't do it now. Yeah, I don't probably. think it's the camper. I think it's the car. It's a little stove and a couple couple beds and yep, does it. The little porta potty inside. Yeah, you don't use it. That's no. not for use. <laughs> it's <laughs> just there. It. It's not for use. That's fine. <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Well, good. Oh, well, is there anything else you want to cover, Ben? No, that's about it. Sweet. I mean, main thing was just yeah. How your how your trip went, which is good. Got on the bike. Yeah, kept a couple. I mean, I knew going into it is going to be a kill day. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, the weather is good too for that. Yeah. And then yeah, just the the diesel heater, how everything went, and if you guys have questions on it, shoot us shoot us a note, comment on our on our uh, on our Facebook page as well, and 
yeah. put some more details out, but we'll get some people fired up, I'm sure. Sweet. Awesome. Well, we'll catch you next time on The Short Rod Show.